Hello and welcome back to your favourite chaotic Leeds United podcast. Not another Leeds podcast with me, Danny, and James on this side. He is today. Um, you might see that Kevin is not with us today. He's working away again. Uh, where is he, James? He got a shift at uh, doing a, the doors at Stringfellows. So, so yeah, he's um, oh, right. keeping yeah, all the horny man out. Yeah. So. Well, he's a horny man. Himself. Be safe, Kevin. I'm, I'm a... Be safe. If not, use protection. Wear your helmet. Uh, on tonight's podcast, you might notice. Sorry, Evie. Uh, Evie returns to pick on my other guest if she dares, because he's a member of my uh, Peacocky Blinders. It is Andrea Russo. Hello, Andrea. And uh, I'm loving the get up, mate. Very in record. theme for tonight. Record appearances as a guest. Yes, time. yes. Yes, again, he has pipped Jer to the record appearances. Uh, and this time you win a Flat plug de- declogger. You, you get the hair out of your shower. Uh, I don't know. I've just made it up on the spot. Evie, <laughs> thanks again for coming back on uh, uh, to this chaotic podcast, which uh, people are going to start saying uh, every time I say chaos, you drink chaos. Evie, how are we? Are we good? I'm questioning my life choices coming on, but yeah, other than that, I'm I'm good. <laughs> we expect right. nothing else but that attitude. That is great. Yeah. I like it. If you find yourself on this podcast, you, you have to ask yourself, where did it all go wrong? <laughs> James, how yeah. are you, buddy? Are you good? Me, I'm great. I'm glad that I made it. Yeah, it's cutting it a bit fine, so I'm here. Yes, yeah, so we have to start a bit later because James had to sort his fringe out. Yeah, to he looks very yeah. emo today. Had to straighten it. Down. Where are you, <laughs> <laughs> Andrea? Once again, mate, nice. I am loving the the uh, the get up. I've got to say, I've got to say, as uh, Chris Fox says in the comments, comments, comments. Andrea is fully committed per usual. Yeah. You expect nothing less. You expect nothing less, do we? So, yeah. welcome back to the podcast. Um, it is episode 25. Can you believe it? 25 no. times I've come on here <laughs> and said chaos, chaos and chaos and chaos. Anyway, I'll stop blathering. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> we've, we, we have got a quick uh, sponsor this week. Water. And, you know, if, are you hungry, James? Are you hungry? I know, Eva, I know. I, you I, am, I am. I am. I have. I haven't had these. Want some meatballs yet. order? Yeah. Some meatballs know, on a pizza order. Bit of backstory, awesome. Evie's not happy because she ordered a meatball pizza and it didn't turn up. Uh, so I've got She's just the thing though. for you. I've got just the thing. Why not check out these? Bojol's Crisp Knees. They're fragile, average, and tasty. New ACL flavor. Pick up a bag today. Bojol's Crisp Knees. Alongside with, if you buy two packs of Crisp Knees, you get some Furpo Biscuit Knees. Free. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Andre, is that something that you're interested in? I think that's one of my (laughs) favourites. Well, there's new ACL flavour and I think torn hamstring. Hamstring, Mm. I think is the the next one coming out. So, (laughs) Andrea, is that something you'd be interested in eating? Some uh, crisp knees? Yeah. Uh, Not not those ones, but they're tasty, actually. So I'll give it a try probably later tonight. I haven't had dinner yet, so probably... Yeah, I would like to eat a pizza, honestly. I have a big dinner of one of my friends graduated in terms of uh, his uh, university. 
So tomorrow night is a big, big party, you know, big dinner. But yeah, uh, I think I have a very normal dinner after after the podcast. So unfortunately, not not a pizza tonight. Unfortunately, you know, I will, I will if I if I could, I will, I will eat, eat pizza every day. Honestly, yeah, uh, being Italian, you know what I mean. You yeah, have a pizza absolutely. all the time. You know what I mean. What does this mean? Yes. Anyway, let's, uh, sorry if I've been marginally racist. If that is, I'm, I do apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, I do like doing this. Please don't ban me, YouTube. Uh, right. So let's go back in time, all the way back to Cardiff. Um, Evie, thoughts on the game? Were you were you relatively confident <laughs> going into the game? No, I wasn't because Cardiff just seemed to be a proper bogey team for us. No matter what league we're in and what league they're in, we just don't seem to be able to get results there. Um, so I was very happy the fact that they were so shockingly poor and we were just pretty much winning Champions League level. So it was it was pretty impressive and um, yeah, couldn't be happier. Yeah, yep, yeah, I'm the same. You know, I I couldn't believe it if I'm being too full. I'd be happy for days. Uh, that's my Welsh accent for those out there. Uh, I do children's parties as well. Uh, clown mostly. Andrea, um, was it a complete performance for you? I mean, obviously, it was uh, a really good away day for us, and we needed it, didn't we? Absolutely, most complete one and of the season, I think, uh, in terms of away days. Um, especially, I like really much apart from the goals, of course, the setups. I really like how the, um, we controlled the game and how we kept going after scoring the first. You know, there was a lot of. Uh, um, of maturity in that game, honestly, and it shows you the the moment we're living in in terms of form, shape, and awareness of the of what this team can can do with the, that squad. You know, of course, we still need signings, but we've shown that there's the um, there's a good core, and if we play with certain players in a certain position, also a little like Gruyere um, playing in. In, in Ampadu's position, Ampadu playing as a deep line playmaker basically because they use a low block. And I think this was, yeah, complete is the right word, you know. Uh, it was a very mature performance. And I think if we play like we did at Cardiff for the rest of the season, it would be uh, brilliant. Of course, we you can play like every day, every day of the week, uh, every match day, you know, of the season. So hopefully that remains as a standard for the the rest of the games you know we can be like that again you know i'm sorry andre but every time i look at you i feel yeah wonderlusted and intimidated at the same time i just can't i just yeah i, I just keep hearing like the peaky blunt theme tune and I'll, I'll the problem is right. this one this is the problem look this is the problem <laughs> we'll pay attention to you pointing to eve yeah, she done she ain't done anything <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so, sorry yeah. bye Bad jokes, huh? bad jokes. James, a complete performance from your end, mate. As I predicted, remember? As he predicted, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I was very good. confident. Um, it didn't show whether it, we were really good or Cardiff were really bad that game, but we were really good and Cardiff were really bad. They, like I said, their game plan was a bit mental. It seemed like they weren't sitting in so much and they weren't really pressing us either. They were just waiting for us to make a mistake, and we made one the whole game. Uh, completely dominated them from start to finish. 
More of that, please. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. More of that. Yeah, we do need more of that. I mean, obviously our away form isn't the best, but, you know, um, it was good just to, um, like <coughs> Evie alluded to there, like it's, it's always been a difficult place to go for, like, Cardiff away. I mean, Evie, if you had to pick a player from that game, who's, who's your, your favourite? I mean, for me personally, Rutter's just next level, but I think Somerville had a bit of an off game. What about you? Yeah, I would, yeah. I would say that. I think it's... But how amazing is it to have somebody who's having an off day and is still directly involved in all three goals? And it probably was one of his worst performances, but that's okay. Like, you know, that's fine. But for me, Gruev was my favourite. Um, I just thought he was everywhere in the midfield. It's nice to actually see what he can do instead of being stuck next to Ampadu when they're incredibly similar. So it was it was nice to kind of let him um, be seen, like to be free and let off the leash a bit um, and allowed to show us what a lovely uh, left foot he has as well with some of his fantastic crosses um, and long balls. Um, I know it didn't end up in a goal, but the one that I'm sure it was him that he did to uh, Furpo, where Furpo headed the ball to Bamford, but I think Bamford was offside and missed anyway. Um, but he, uh, he he was just he was brilliant. So it's nice to be able to feel confident that if Ampadu is either needed at centre back or needs to have a rest, that we have an like an actual replacement for him who can do just as good. Yeah. That, do you uh, concur? I can't even speak. Uh, Andrea, I do apologise. Uh, Andrea, do you echo Evie's thoughts? Anything to add? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I echoed her talks because uh, I think Gruyev, you know, was the had a complete performance, especially not playing uh, much games this season. You know, I think uh, being called up after Peter Brock, Peter was in the cup, of course, in a tough away fixture and in the league because Cardiff, we've seen on the Saturday season, they, they can be better than this and they are quite better than what it looked like against us. Um, so it wasn't an easy game for him, you know, playing in the league against that Cardiff side. And uh, I think he did brilliantly. Uh, we didn't miss Ampadu. Of course, Ampadu was involved too because they were leaving space for him to create too. But Gruve is not very pacey, of course. But with that uh, tackle, he did pretty well. It's not his main trait, of course. But uh, when we need to pass the ball quickly to play one, two touches and then pass the ball and Try to fasten the to be quicker in the in the build up. Gurev can do that pretty pretty well, and uh, of course I think uh, for for that specific reason he was the best one. Uh, the best surprise also I have to say in in that game. Uh, so if if there was a man of the match, I pick him too. But the man the the real man of the match was the collective of Cardiff because everyone was uh, it was like seeing an orchestra playing, you know. Uh, and I really like when that happens, you know, everyone knew what they needed to do, every single player. And it was like seeing a perfect orchestra with a, a very good director. Still criticized sometimes I see online, but I think that's still a very good director, of course. We, we, we're listening to some good music on the pitch, you know. Yeah, yeah I agree, mate. Very very well said. Uh, just moving slightly, I mean, I mean, James, Patrick Bamford is Bam Bam back. Sort of, hasn't he? He's got three and three. He still misses a fair few, but 
he's scored, he's scored, and that's what we need him to do. Um, touching on Somerville, um, yeah, he was he had a he had a bit of a bad game, didn't he? But what I liked about his performance, he was involved in every in all the goals. But the last goal, he's he's missed chances, he's missed a penalty. You think he might have a shot there, but he hasn't. He's sort of waited, played it in. Bamford sort of done what he's done, let, let, let it go. Really, really like team team performance. Yeah, I like that. But um, yeah, Bamford, see if he can score another one tomorrow, eh? Well, what is he going to, how is he going to oh, score Sunday. this time? Sunday, should I say? Sunday, Sunday, yeah. Sunday. yeah. Sunday. 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 How is he, he going to score this time? Because he scored an absolute worldie. He scored yeah. an header and he, that, he scored sat on his ass. So, Evie, yeah. what's he going to score on Sunday? Is he going to do like a cartwheel and it's going to come off his bum? I would love it. I was going to say, like, either back or bum. I would love just for him to be able to essentially be able to do, like, head, shoulders, knees and toes by the end of the season um, would be one of my kind of highlights. Uh, it's amazing how he's gone from scoring, you know, such a, an incredible goal um, against Peterborough and then literally scoops it off the floor. Probably the ugliest goal he will score. Um, and... But they all count for the same, so it was it was nice to to just. Usually he fluffs it up and he misses, so it's nice that he's got his confidence back and that, you know, it's nice to see everybody else like Rutter was so happy for him. I mean, he's just like a constant Labrador anyway. Is is Rutter? He just I've never seen a person so in love with football and playing, even when he does things wrong. He's he's just like gets straight back up and and gets you know tries again kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it was it's it's great to see him back and hopefully that continues because that only means good things for us. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Obviously, talking about Rutter then, Andrea. I mean, he's obviously. We said at the beginning of the season, last time you were on, actually, it was November time, and he was saying that once he gets into the groove of, you know, he's falling in love with playing football, and he's not just going through the, the motions. He's his potential so high, isn't it? Especially now when he's going, um, it's going to be hard to keep on to hold up. Uh, Put my teeth back in. Um, <laughs> um, it's going to be hard to keep hold of him, especially he's a, he's a massive asset to us now, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, him and Somerville are the biggest assets we have, I think, in assets we have in the squad right now. And if we don't get promoted, I think it'd be very difficult to keep him, uh, to keep both of them, I think, less next season. So I agree totally with you, Danny. You know, he is in the third position. Now he's free to play like he wants to play. He, because of course he stretched the team when he played in the nine because people cannot do that and still can of course Bamford does that instead but um, in the ten he can go back uh, get the ball he can go wide he, he is he's free roaming you know he is moving all around on the pitch and that's the best way to use him I think um, that's brilliant uh, seeing him in that position and we've been seeing this for, for, for a while now for quite a while now, and Finally, we've seen him play, uh, and we've seen him play in that position. And that's the position that fits him the best, you know. Um, but we still need, I think, another creative eight or a creative ten, you know, because um, the real threat for me is that if Bamford gets injured or, or uh, suspended, Piro cannot offer the same that Bamford, you know, for this system. Of course, we've seen Bamford. I'm not saying Bamford is better than than Piro in terms of equally, you know. Uh, in terms of quality, everyone is, is there to different players, 
But even if it was called, I don't know, if it was called a, if you put an amateur, you know, up front in the ninth position that plays similar to Bamford, and you put an amateur spraying similar to Pirot, the team will not look the same. So you need a, a player capable of stretching the team, and Pirot doesn't do that, unfortunately. So we need to find another position on another way to use Pirot. Uh, because Walter right now needs to stay in the 10 absolutely 100% because it's his role, his position, and that's the position when he, whether we rise his game again. Yeah, sorry, a bit, bit of a, I was busy reading a comment in there. Um, yeah, I agree, mate. I think, do you think that Perot, James, nice. do you think it's chaos, it's chaos, drink, drink. Sorry, Andrea, do you, I will listen to you next time. Don't, don't mess with the pokey <laughs> blinders. Uh, Andrea, on, Andrea, knows, Andrea knows I love him, you know. I, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'll that I was just reading something else because you, you, you were talking, so I'm reading this. Over yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you the pictures later, Andrea. Yeah, don't, 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 don't worry if you find two people with, with flat caps uh, in front of your house later on. Speaking of pervs, here's my friend James Bickerdyke, uh, who I work with. He says, um, a running joke on the podcast, he thinks I've got an alien under me. I don't, I just have a receding hairline. Uh, and you're fat, James, thank you. Uh, right, moving on. So, uh, yeah, he's fat James, we call him at work. Um, so Chris Fox here is good, a really good comment. Uh, which midfield partnership does the panel think is the best based on what we've seen this, this season? Uh, normally I'd say this, but I think it's a really good question. So I'll start with you, Evie. Who would you uh, have in the middle of the park? I think if everybody's performing to the best that they possibly can, then I would say Ampadu and Kamara are the most effective because they're the most mature players um Gruev is still you know I don't want to hype him up too much he's played two games back to back really well but it is just two games whereas Ampadu has been incredibly consistent throughout and Kamara when he's on sometimes he goes missing for me and makes um gets a bit cocky on the ball and loses it sometimes um but when if you're saying like in the Leicester game, for instance, Ampadu and Kamara in that game were just unplayable. They were absolutely amazing. So if everybody's playing at their best, then I would say um, Ampadu and Kamara are our best midfield options right now. Yeah. About you, James? Uh, you've got to agree, haven't you, really? They've, they've been most of the season there and they've been quite... You don't have to, James. Time. Don't have to. Don't feel the pressure because Eve is coming in here, throwing away around, said, bullying people with her opinions. Me, if I don't agree with her. She's going to smash me in the face with a pizza with no meatballs on, and I'm, and I'm really scared. <laughs> no, um, Can we stop bringing up the meatballs? It's quite traumatic. It's like I'm really, really hungry. All right, all right. Don't get your meatballs in a twist. <laughs> sake, meatballs, I can't. Meatballs, I don't meatballs. have any. <laughs> um, anyway, Andrea. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, James. Go, you finish your point, please. I agree. Yeah, I think I think they've been when they've been at their best, they've they've been really really good. So, yeah, them too. Sorry, smart is in the comments as per from uh, Otto. But uh, uh, good evening, you fine bunch. Andrea bringing pure sophistication with his flat cap naturally. Uh, Danny looking like Stan from South Park. <laughs> evening, <laughs> keeping you Joey Pesci from Home Alone, mate. That's what you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my 
was like 1930s gangster then or something. I don't know. I can't do his thing. Um, I don't, don't do accents. Evening, smiley. Uh, and Andrea, sorry, it's getting very silly right now. Uh, follow us, subscribe. We are a silly podcast. Andrea, yeah. who would you have in the middle of the park? If it was up to you, mate, who would you have? I mean, obviously, we've got um, strikes out for a bit, but who would you put in the middle if everyone's fit? I will put um, to Kamara and Ampadu, honestly, because you need a playmaker, the, uh, the one making up the play, you know, trying to build up, leading the build up, try to get division, try to be the vertical, uh, be vertical balls, you know, try to play the ball towards the wingers. And of course, I'm talk- uh, I will stop talking about tactics because I saw your, your short during the during the week, you know, the, uh, the shot you made about when everyone starts uh, talking taxes on our podcast, you say, shit, <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> That's one, yeah. No, I will play Ampadu because it's more uh, of a playmaker and Kamara can go a little bit more forward than him. So you need two different players. I think if you play brought Ampadu and Gruyere, they would be too similar. We saw that at West Brom when we played there. So you need either one of between Ampadu and Gruyere and one between Gray now and Kamara. And that's why I will, I will bring in another midfielder honestly, in this transfer window because with Gray uh, transfer to right back to the right position, you still need another one, I think, uh, to an option from the bench, I think, because of Gruyere and nothing else, basically, because Shackleton is played that as a fullback too. So, and it's not... Uh, I don't think he works very much in his formation, honestly. In midfield, this works better in, in the full position. So swinging on a gate. What's that, what's that whistling? It, are you, uh, <laughs> it you're sounds like you're, swing. Or, you're, it really? sounds like you're organising really? a, I mean, a, a budget. Pop. I'm in a pop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you're, polishing, you're polishing your gun. <laughs> It, it, yeah. He's organised a, a budgie fight club. That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> this is and all. Please continue, Andrea. Yeah, no, I, I finished. So. Oh I, right, sorry. I, I finished, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what I did, what I did like about the game, uh, just to go back onto the Cardiff game, um, is that we we were quite fluid at the back and as 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 uh, wing backs were quite high and they look it was quite hard for them to press us. I mean at one point let's talk about the Cardiff fans. Wow. If you were a Cardiff fan, <laughs> Evie, you'd have been a fuming mm. or as they put, fuming. Well, that was a good yeah. accent. That was really good. It, uh-huh, yeah. as well, I mean. Remember that. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think that you, we, if that was at Ellen Road, we'd have been really embarrassed. And I think um, we would not have let them off as easy as I think they got off. I know that there was quite a few boos, but it doesn't compare to what would have been at Ellen Road if that kind of, you know, if we didn't have any clue what they were doing, they, they weren't doing a low block, they weren't doing a mid block, they weren't pressing, they were just, it was like 11 individuals wandering around the pitch for 90 minutes and neither, like, nobody really knew what they were doing and it was, you know, that wasn't the same Cardiff that we played at the beginning of the season, at least they had two shots on target and two goals in that game, you know, so it was, yeah, I think I'd be humiliated if I was a Cardiff fan by that performance at home, especially knowing the history that Leeds have there. It, we should have been intimidated and the players should have been made to feel intimidated. And it kind of felt like a home game with how much possession we had, how many shots we had. And the fact that we just made them look clueless, That's we've not done that very well away from home this season. So the fact that we have done 
is you know embarrassing for them but good for oh us. yeah oh yeah sorry i sound like churchill oh yeah oh yeah um i mean <laughs> the <laughs> the yorkshire accent has its perks um oh, yeah. jonathan brook in the comments here has made a really good thing i won't going to come on to it but jonathan you've beaten me to it mate the defenders uh, clattering each other, <laughs> allowing Dan James to run off the ball prior to the third goal was comedy gold. And I, I agree with Jonathan, don't you, Andrea? I mean, we all saw them just go bang. And then Dan James, he was like a little border collie. Boop, ball's free. Boom. And he's gone. Yeah, they they made this easy for us, you know, with that uh, flash, you know. They, it was like very comical, you know, because they, they went one for the ball and the other one following the... Uh, the space try to cover the space and they just clash and yeah I think it summed up pretty well that they for Cardiff City you know uh, when they play on the road they look very compact they score two goals but back in Wales you know they look very disjointed and uh, very uh, not mentally in the game and I think that that perfect moment is the right picture uh, summarizing their their bad day you know, at the office. Oh, yeah, you could say that. I mean, the boos were very loud, but then they subsequently got um, quieter because everybody were leaving, weren't they, James? I would have left as well because they were diabolical. They did that one thing in the first half where Grev misplaced that one pass and they sort of went, oh, we might have scored, but nothing happened. And other than that, yeah, they is were that how they, shit. Is that how they speak in Wales, is it? Is that your Go on, you do it then, mate, because you're so good at Welsh. Go on, do it. Christ. ready? Are you ready? Yes. Ooh, we could have scored. See? It wasn't that hard, was it, James? Hey? You know, some people call me the mimic. I don't know why. It's just a habit. Uh, right, so um, that'll, that pretty much covers uh, just a, a light touch over Cardiff. And we it's the sheep I feel sorry for, if I'm honest. It's a sheep. Yeah. Let's, um, obviously, Evie, I'll come to one more. One last point, actually. Dan James is on the score sheet again. How's, this, how's the season going for him, do you think? I love Dan James, absolutely love Dan James. And I've loved Dan James since we got him. And I was, I feel that he hasn't been treated the best by Leeds, but he's never complained about anything. You know, he was played out of position for an entire season um, by playing as a number nine and he didn't complain. He wasn't great at it, but he didn't complain and he, he you know, did his best. And then he um, got loaned out on the last, day of the transfer window last summer when we actually needed somebody like him just somebody to do the dirty work um somebody who's not going to you know his fitness levels just don't seem to drop and everybody's dropped last season so it would have been you know he actually could have been incredibly useful for us last season he's come down to the championship presumably taken a wage cut not tried to force a move um, and just dug in. So he's just a good lad. And it's nice that he is now being able to play in his position. It makes me a little bit sad in terms of, I would have loved for Bielsa to have been able to play him in that position, having a fit Bamford then, um, because I think that if you have those two players fit, we score a lot more goals in that season and Bielsa maybe doesn't lose his job. But, you know, we can't always always get what we want. But, yeah, it's nice to see him get on the score sheet. Um, and just going back to the defenders um, clattering one another, I would love for you to make a shot with some music over the top of that because I just think that, 
your, with your editing skills, you could make a fantastic short out of that with some sort of, oh, you know, kind of you. 1930s, I'm thinking like Charleston type music over the top, you know, kind of, um, oh, what were they called? The two, the, the two actors that were in black and white. One had a mustache. Laurel and Hardy? That's oh, the one, yeah. Not that, like, not you dare, James. Stanley, Don't you dare. James, I saw that name flash through your eyes. Don't you dare say that. Uh, one with a moustache. Yeah, I know what you're going. Yeah, it was Laurel and Hardy, I think you were, you were talking about. Or yeah. you, could, you, you could do the defenders with Evie's face on them and then the ball's a meatball and it gets away from them <laughs> and then <laughs> smash into each other. James, I liked you. <laughs> She's too I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, I said you were no, I did one one similar short when I was at Reggiana because one of our players scored a uh, goal winning uh, goal uh, in in um, uh, injury time, you know, uh, in early time, two one. Then it was celebrating like this, yeah, and you run towards the sidelines and old bench uh, sprinted towards him. So one uh, of our players from the bench uh, sprinted towards him. He was celebrating. He went boom in his face. <laughs> He threw into a punch at him, so I, I made the date when I was uh, managing the social back then of, with the Rocky um, training uh, song, you know, and yeah. the, uh, the sound of a punch, and he followed him falling down, you know, so do it, do it. I need, <laughs> I, uh, I, to be fair, mate, I need the Rocky tune just to get out of bed because my back, mate, is absolutely killing me. Anyway, so we are nearly... 30 minutes in, and uh, make sure you get some likes on this video, please. Otherwise, Evie will beat us up. Uh, and subscribe, please. Otherwise, she can't have a meatball pizza, and we, we suffer. We, we, we get the bill and the punch marks for it. Uh, so what we do now is, for the viewers that are just tuning in uh, at this point now, Andrea, I know you're looking forward to it because it is an Italian special. Um, it's Guess the Player. Now, oh. we're all excited. E Evie, uh, because it's an Italian Special. It means that, that a French player has never played for Italy. I just wanted to make that clear. Uh, <laughs> those are the rules, and you can't just make your own rules up, Evie. Okay. I'll do what I want. <laughs> very well, very well. So uh, everyone in the comments, whoever's watching, uh, if you're watching live, get your comments in. Who you think this player is, and you'll get five seconds. Uh, make sure I pick the right one. Right, uh, and this person here. So who do you think this Italian Ooh. player is? And I'll give you a clue. 1978. I'm thinking of his name. Oh, give it away there, you are. <laughs> I think it's 1978 Argentina World Cup, I think. Because the... I'll, I'll give you the, the, Yeah, give us another okay. one. Yeah. Mm. It's a very creative midfielder. Mm, midfielder. It can be Tallelli, yeah. it can be Antonioni. I'm going to have to rush you. Causio. One of them. I All think right, it's the 1978 World Cup in Argentina. One of them. The time, be, your time's up, Andrea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your time's up, sir. I'm going to have to take Tardelli. your final yes. guess. Yeah, Tardelli? let's say Tardelli. Yeah, let's say Tardelli. It's not him. I think right. it would be uh, Benetti, probably. I think it would be. Must say Tardelli, but I, I think it's wrong. Okay. In the in the comments, if you're watching, type in who you think it is. James, who do you think Can it even is? be me, you know? Can even be me. <laughs> 
you never know. Yeah, could be you. Um, yeah, that kit it's bringing back some memories. Um, Lionel Richie. Oh, that is a very good, very good guess. Evie, which Italian player, Italian icon do you think this is? If you say not French, Gareth Gates, I'm leaving the stream. Um, Galileo. Oh, oh. wow. Wow. Let's have a look at the I comments. Um, you've got Heidi Klum. You've got Capello. Um, Beppe DiMarco from our Kevin. Uh, you've got... It's clearly Sailor Black, which is a fan favourite. Um, well, I can let you know that this creative midfielder who you see before your eyes now, uh, you're all wrong. You're wrong. It was... Andrea, I don't know how you didn't get this. The most creative icon in Italian history is Leonardo da Vinci. How did you not know that? How did you uh, not know, know it was da Vinci? Honestly. The most creative person in your history. Oh, because he played for Fiorentina for many years, you know. Uh, oh, so right. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. That's what it is. Do you know what I mean? It was genuinely I mean... my second guess. That was genuinely my second guess. And like, you've got so one here? Alex, Alex Ferguson's skid mark. There you go. There you go. I can just write about him going, bruh. Sorry, if you're new <laughs> to this podcast, this is what happens. We disappoint people. I'm sorry. <laughs> please subscribe, please. Anyway, um, so we'll go on to some. <laughs> Let's go on to some news from uh, before we go on to um, other things. Um, so obviously today we have seen Lewis Bate go out on loan. Uh, Andrea, are you? Is that something that uh, you think has um, it's been mishandled? Do you think Lewis Bate? Yeah, I think so. I think he arrived with a lot of expectation because every young player that arrived under Victor Orta was uh, presented like the next big thing, you know. Remember when we signed Gerhard and Greenwood, they uh, were basically ailed when they were playing youth, in youth football like they were the next uh, Sheeran Sutton or York and Cole. Uh, Sheeran Sutton or York and Cole because, of course, we, we don't have memories of them. But yeah, uh, I think he's been mishandled a lot because when he played those three games in the Premier League, I think he showed that at least in the Championship he could have played. He could play in the Championship. Of course, Premier League was too much at the time. I think in his first game he did pretty well. Then of course there was the game against Chelsea and he struggled there because we were a mess under Marsh. Were signs of the mess that was to come the next season. We stayed up because of Rafinha. And last season, I think he did pretty well too with Oxford United. And I expected him, if he wasn't part of the plans, because he played just one game in pre-season, I expected him to be sent alone to a lower championship club or a top league one side. I'm really surprised I sent him out alone in league two to that club. I really dislike the club, honestly. I really do. Uh, probably because, you know, what happened to Wimbledon. Uh, I really don't like them. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really really strange, you know, because in the end he's doing the same trajectory as Alfie McCalmon in the end. McCalmon was another good player from our youth setup that ended up in League Two. And I think Bates, Bates the, um, the only problem is that he's alone, he's out of contract next hour. So 
I don't think we'll see him again uh, in a nice shirt. Uh, so if he does well in League Two, I think he can get a contract probably in League One. So it's a good, it's a, a setback this one for him. I think he didn't expect to be, especially arriving from Chelsea, he didn't expect to find himself. I think as a League Two, League One player, I think. So unfortunately, that's how sometimes things go in football. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, unfortunately. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really disappointed for him, honestly. And for us, because he, he showed signs of good things. I think if we, if we did better loans for him in terms of opportunities of going on to loan, I think we would, uh, the player would have been uh, Andy uh, for, for the squad uh, this season already. Yeah, I agree. Andy, I think, yeah, yeah I, I thought it could have been a, a decent option. Um, James, did you rate bait at all? I did. I thought it was a tiny little player. I did. Had a little bit of pace on him as well. Um, I think if if he's gone out on loan now and we if we go up, yeah, we'll definitely see the back of him. M- maybe come back if we stay in the league, depending on who goes out and whatnot. But I think he's out of contract. Yeah, I quite like Bate. Yeah. Well, can we not offer a new one? Yeah. Mm, no. I don't think so, honestly. Because <laughs> he did want to stay, didn't he? He come out and said he wanted to stay at Leeds and try and get into the. You never know, mate. So. He might, we might be able to persuade him to come back if we give him a meatball pizza mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? If something like that, it, you know, we get a meatball pizza. He'll stay. <laughs> yeah, you're our favourite. There you go. eBay, talk to us. Did you rate Lewis? Well, he's, he's not staying because he's not having my meatballs. So. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's well, yeah. that really isn't it yeah, yeah. so selfish <laughs> can't even share can't even share meatballs every time you say meatball what comes to my mind is Molly McCann I'm sorry because <laughs> it was the UFC yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, true yeah well I I liked him in like especially the Arsenal game where Ailing got sent off I thought he was really good in that game and I was excited to see him in the Chelsea game and then obviously that didn't go as well but I think kind of looking back on that uh, retrospectively and thinking well he didn't really have a manager to kind of encourage and develop his play because we had Jesse Marsh so um, I think yeah a lot of those signings have not ended well for either you know, financially for the club or player-wise for the club and also for those individual players um, career trajectory really we've kind of messed a lot of them around and not utilised them when maybe sometimes you have to at least attempt to make something work and we yeah. haven't really done that with most of them you know Greenwood was been constantly played out of position and then didn't look that great because of the fact that he was played out of position and you know he wasn't a Bielsa player because he wasn't great at running. So it, he he always confused me for that fact of, and unfortunately, Duffy's just constantly broken as well. I think he's he's another one that's kind of been done over with injuries, but without the kind of Sam Byram excuse of being played loads when he was younger. So, you know... I, I really wanted Joffy to work because like in that 21-22 season, he was kind of like a bit of a cult player because we, you know, the the Norwich game, the um in the uh, uh Burnley game, um, you know, he just kind of came on in the Brighton game as well. You know, he, he just seemed to make things mm. happen. 
and then nothing he just completely stalled and again I think that that's down to not having a manager who actually knew how to play football um from a manager yeah. perspective anyway so yeah yeah I yeah. feel sad enough it's just another crappy piece of business really in terms of you know we've just bought a player to send him out on loan and not utilize him and then not got anything from him at the end so what was it's a bit of like a what's the point for both sides really he hasn't progressed with us we're not getting any money out of him so what was I remember the point? when yeah I, I agree it's I think it's a bit of mismanagement because um it, obviously the Oxford fans were raving about him um obviously Farker's okay this loan for him to just go out on loan and he's his contract runs out in the in the summer, but I mean, I thought he were a tidy little player. Like you, you mentioned, Gellart there. At one point, Gellart was like the super sub for us. He came on, and every yeah. time we saw him getting ready, we were all like, "Right, this is it." You know, it's something's going to happen. But I mean, um, there's there's rumours today that Gellart's in talks with Rangers. I mean, whether there's mm-hmm. any truth to that. I mean, again, we're talking about. Um, you know, Matteo Joseph has got a four-year deal today. Now Farker has looked at Joseph and said, "Right, he's he's got something." Um, I'll come to you, James. Do you like? Jo- I mean, I think Joseph is a is a good up-and-comer. It's what I God do. said. I think, I think he's the next one to do that forward run instead of after Bamford. I think him could do that. Mm-hmm. Complete he's nine, isn't he? He's a runner and he can run all all game, and he's got bigger as well, stronger. Yeah, so I think if Bamford's not doing it, if he comes off for a bit, I'd give Joseph a run out in that in that in that uh, number nine role. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I he's, really like he's so, he had a chance, didn't he, in the um, in the Cardiff game? Uh, and if he just held back and just passed it, I think it, I think the occasion just got to him and he, he messed up. He yeah. could have got a fourth goal. But um, what's your thoughts on on Joseph Andrea? Right, quickly before we uh, move on to the Cresswell situation. Yeah, he's a very good. He's a very good player. Uh, um, I think from what we see so far in his cameos, you know, uh, on the pitch, I think uh, he's shown that he is uh, he can adapt very quickly to the level of the championship. Because, like James said, for example, he has grown up doing terms of muscle, and he wasn't before. And also, it seems that that like now Farker sees him as an appropriate line because in preseason when he played him, he used to play him wide before he got injured before the start of the season. Uh, in, <laughs> in this season, one uh, pleasure, como, como siempre. Uh, <laughs> in this season, uh, he, when he played wide, you know, uh, now we see him as a nine, and he's already rated too because he's, he's doing pretty well for the uh, under 20s, I think, of, of England. And yeah, I think he is right now. Uh, he has similar traits to Bamford in terms of how he, he, and he, he plays in the nine, you know. So, yeah, I think it's the next, after Archie Gray, can be the next one making that leap, you know, that jump to senior football and adapt quickly to the level, to the difference of level, because, of course, the physicality in youth football is not the same as, as the football. If it was, it, we will be in huge trouble in terms of uh, level of football. Probably people will switch to cricket or rugby, if that's the case, you know. Yeah, I I, I mean, I think it's one for the future, Matteo Joseph. Um, moving on... Um, just to Cresswell then, what's your thoughts on the old Cresswell situation, Evie? Is he going? Because apparently we've got a £5 million uh, price tag on him. No one's met it that much. Apparently Millwall are after a loan. Can you see him staying or does he go? 
I mean, I personally think it's rubbish if you sell a, a player on a five-year contract. I'd loan him out. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'd loan him out because, like, I'm fully farking. I really like fark. You what? Sorry? I said Farkin I'm fully fark. Farker. Oh, right. Farker. Filthy, oh, Sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Coming on here. <laughs> Coming on here. Throwing away. No, pizza. Sorry, you've gone. Um, players will often outlive managers so I think it's quite short-sighted if we sell him when we've just put him on a new contract because say if we do get back up and we give Farker everything that Norwich didn't and he still fails then I think that um, if we have sold a player because the manager didn't get on Fair enough if, if he's only got a year left, but he's just signed a new contract. So I don't think it makes very good business sense. Um, and I would hope that that is the main thought of the 49ers in the fact of it doesn't make good business sense. And we could always sell him in the summer if we need to. You know, like he's still going to have a long time left on his contract in the summer. And it means that if we if we either don't get promoted, but we've still got Farker and the issues are still exactly the same, then we can afford to get rid of him. It'll help with, you know, the profit and loss and everything. But right now we don't need to be too concerned because we can still earn money off him, but I would loan him out, get him playing minutes and either he matches what Leeds need him to do or he impresses enough that we can sell him in the summer with a sell-on clause or a buyback clause or both. So, yeah, please don't, please don't sell him. I think that it would just be a silly financial decision, um, regardless of what the uh, atmosphere is between the player and the manager, because the two people may not ever meet again if we get up and Farka gets sacked. And then if you've sold somebody who then comes out to be, you know, really good and would suit another manager, it's it's just a bit daft it doesn't make long-term good business sense and hopefully yeah. so far the 49ers have made good long-term decisions i.e gray and joseph tying them down you know seeing potential in them and clearly somebody saw yeah. potential in cresswell in order to sign him on a longer deal so there is a player yeah. in there it just it may not suit farker yeah james what's your thoughts on the old crystal situation why do you think he's not getting minutes mate i mean obviously He's behind we know why. Because Joe Rodon's just Superman. That's why he's yeah. not getting minutes. It's just it's, it's unfortunate for him because Rodon's been so good and he's just been undroppable. You, you can't drop him. Um, and Cresswell is is the is the next one in coming in. But even when there was a space for him, he was playing strout there, so it didn't that didn't make sense either. Maybe he's just got an issue with the way he plays football. I don't know. I think he's really good. I think he will get better. Um, but Fark's here for five years as well, isn't he? So it's like, who knows? Maybe yeah, he just who doesn't, knows? doesn't, I just doesn't think... play his on football and he wants to... Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. We've pretty much covered the, the, the Crestwell thing. What I want to know from you, uh, Andrea, what's the situation with Yorente going to PSG? A PSG absolutely drunk off wine? What, what's going on? Have they, have they lost their heads? Well, have you heard anything from your side of the continent? No, nothing, nothing new. There was just a report about uh, them trying to negotiate with Roma on the termination of the loan, uh, and so he, he, he could uh, he could have returned to to lead, and then PSU could have booked him, basically acquired him from from us. But 
I don't know. He was basically a one of the proteges of Mourinho. Now Mourinho's gone, of course, and there's a different regime under the Rossi. So I don't think, honestly, that it will go in January. I think we'll have to wait for the summer, probably. Uh, and maybe PSG, if Duisenic is still there, because I don't know if he's going to be still there, you know, uh, especially for uh, looking at their continental campaign. Uh, I think that can be a window to, to sell him to PSG. Um, now they will have to pay a compensation, I think, to, to Roma because of the early termination of the loan. So it doesn't make much sense for, for them, honestly, to do it now. Uh, but I don't know, honestly, if... Um, I don't know why, honestly, you're interested in PSG because I don't see him doing nothing there, honestly. Uh, he's average footballer, honestly. To be fair, uh, it works better in a back three. He's never played in a back three, at PSG, and he's never played in a back three at least. He's not going to play in a back three at PSG, so it doesn't make sense for me. Unless they want a veteran to to to, to just uh, strengthen the squad in terms of numbers, uh, that's the only way I see that happening. Honestly, uh, they want to bring in another experienced player because he only played in Spain, played in England. Uh, now he's played in Italy and he wants to do the, the, the tour of Europe, now France and then Germany, maybe. Uh, that's the only <laughs> way. They want to bring in an really. experienced player. Yeah, he's doing the European tour, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll they just see They want to make it a bit easier, don't they, Danny? They want to make yeah. the, the play in the French league just a bit like a bit harder for them, so they'll they'll throw in Lorente. So they score a few goals. Could he yeah, take himself <laughs> You, you know what Ronaldo said today in an interview? Cristiano Ronaldo said that, according to him, the Saudi league is better than the French league. A group of pigeons in the park pecking dog shit is better than the Saudi league. I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating. Honestly, I've seen the standard there. Uh, no disrespect to the Saudi league, but pigeons are pecking shit are better than football. Do you know what I mean? What are you going to do? Sign me up so I'll go and play him earn loads of money oh no i'm scared uh sorry a bit of a tangent there <laughs> um so um one last thing i want to talk about evie we've, we've seen three players go we've got ailing gone spencer's gone and obviously bates gone now um are you confident we're going to get some players in because i know that the old rhetoric of you know like the 49ers work in silence which we've seen them do but are you confident that we're going to get someone in before the window i mean obviously i prefer fullbacks but what do you think I think we will. I, I I think I've said it before in the fact of we have to realise we're not a Premier League club, so therefore we are at the kind of uh, the whim of the Premier League teams that were, you know, competing, either competing for players or wanting their kind of cast off players. We have to wait for them to sort their business out first before we we can, because unfortunately we are very low down that list. Regardless of our name, we are a championship club right now. And it's annoying, but I do have faith, because, especially because of the summer. Um, I think they bought a lot of credit because of they went around things silently. And, you know, we got like four signings in the last kind of five now about seven days um, of the summer transfer window. So I do think, and they also know that it's an inflated market. So they 
for as much as we want to go up this year, they have to plan as if we will and plan as if we won't all at the same time. So I think that, you know, sending Spence back was a good option because now we've got three um, home loan clauses and uh, home loans that we can use. Home loans. So I, I do think, yeah, I think yeah, that we will, we will, <laughs> we will, we will use those. Um, Actually, there, there's a pizza you... guy in Home Loan. Let's see what the pizza guy writes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently we're delivering a meatball pizza. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Change your filthy animal. <laughs> I can right imagine if it was shotgun. Where's my meatballs, mother? <laughs> anyway. like you don't you 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 don't want to get in the in the way of like a a hungry woman like I'm part I'm Irish, bummed. so we get uh, we get very very hungry, you know. Yeah, I can we imagine. Need feeding every four imagine. hours, although otherwise, you know, people die. <laughs> like a like a gremlin, but with pizza. You get what? Exactly. If, you don't, if you don't get pizza, you just multiply and you, yeah. Anyway, Gremlins, watch it. It's a good film. Anyway, so moving on uh, to James, what's your opinion, mate, on the old transfer window? Do you think they're moving in silence? Maybe, maybe they're just um, sort of clearing the decks a little bit and getting players out before they know who and what to bring in. But they said they're going to utilize alone, so I imagine they will. Um, I've got faith, judging on all the signings that will come in. Apart from Darlow, um, that they'll <laughs> they'll um, get some good players in, yeah. So not yeah. a fan of Darlow, are you? It's not that I'm not. It's just he's just been pants for us, and yeah, this just gets me. What is it you called him the other? Day? What is it you called him the other day? A hologram heart arms or something? <laughs> but, yeah. So, he, has, he has a good yeah. chance though when he was in your castle car, Darlow. Always believe in your soul. Yeah, that's so, that anyone. Yeah, I don't believe in his soul. Yeah, <laughs> it's soul. It's soulless. Uh, right. So moving on because we are pressed for time and we've nearly been on an hour. And I know that Andrea has got to go collect some money that people owe him. Uh, so uh, this next bit's called uh, "Show Me the Loney." Now I've just gone. I've had a little skim over um, the players that are out on loan. If I forgot any. I'm crap, I get it. I'm sorry, I forgot. So, uh, we all know that um, Cock's gone. Excuse me. Yeah, I said that correct. Um, he's gone to... Is it Eintracht Frankfurt, is it? Yeah, Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He left on a free, but we got like half, half a million for his loan fee. <laughs> um, so, I know, well, you know, it pays for the meatball pizzas at the end of the season. Uh, so, Sonny Perkins has returned... <laughs> um, a bit of a terrible loan, if you ask me. Uh, but he, he, yeah. he still he can't go out, he can't go back out on loan now, because no. he I think he played in the cup, didn't he, for us? Um, Sinistero, he is a snake, but still he's got twelve oh. appearances, two goals and one assist for for Bournemouth. JB apparently the the Plymouth um, fans compared him to Rude Gullet at one point. Um, I'm happy. I I do like JB. Yeah. I. I do like JB. I think he's got a lot of potential. I think we've got a fleece for him, if I'm being honest, but he's a good player from what I've seen. And I do think uh, there is a place for him. I mean, that just tells the difference. Like, I think JB's got a year or two left on his contract. He's going out to get some first team experience. And it costs a million pounds, for fuck's sake. I know, mate. I know. Uh, uh, Drama's got 18 appearances, three assists. We won't be seeing him again because his contract runs out at the end of the uh, season. Brendan Aronson. No 
the only player sponsored by ankle weights to play football. Uh, he's got, and the only player <laughs> to be rated in ground minutes, how long he spent on the floor. His 12 appearances, <laughs> zero goals and zero assists. I've double checked that. That is correct. Good and a friendly, three, though. It's good and a friendly. friendly. Uh, that's uh, why I double yeah. checked. Um, and we'll go on to you, Andrea, just right quickly. Christensen and Llorente. Now, have they been? Yeah. I mean, Christensen's got one goal, two assists, 19 appearances. Llorente's got uh, an assist and 18 appearances. Just in 30 seconds, can you sum up their time at Roma for us? Uh, I think it was, uh, it's been terrible, Christensen, and very bad, Llorente. Yeah, <laughs> that's the situation. <laughs> Oh, Roma, so Roma changed, are right? a, a terrible side for me. Terrible side so far. Now they have changed the matter, but they were a terrible side. And you mentioned the goal from Christensen. Look at that goal. He was basically shooting towards the the corner, the corner, the corner flag. The ball got deflected and went to the other side and went to the goal with a lob. That is one of the most comical goals I've ever seen, honestly, to be fair. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> it's no change then. Eh? Um, I just, I still think after. you got the. I still call him the flaccid Viking and the the Spanish giraffe. Giraffe. Eh? Um, Voba is fifteen appearances, one goal, and two assists, and I think he scored against was it Cox team uh, to get the winner. And, uh, I think and then <laughs> got, got sent off. off I think. Yeah, yeah. Talk about calamity. Right, Mark Rocker, the only good one that's actually doing something good out there. Um, and but I think he's if we fail to go up, I, I believe Real Betis or Betis. Uh, I think it's twelve million they're looking to buy him from, which is a snip, really, isn't it, James? Yeah. What What happens if he, if we go up? He comes back and we're selling for more. And he gets the pizzas in. Meatball preferably. <laughs> so basically, if, we, tell you, if Luke, we go, we can, we can ask for more money. I'll tell, uh, tell you who loves a meatball pizza. Luke Vardy, if you remember him from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, Luke Vardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luke Vardy. <laughs> Sorry, I, I missed Marty's com comment here. Because I think we've seen in the summer that quality and officially the 49ers operate throughout the transfer window. I'm quite confident they'll strengthen where we need in the next few weeks. Now, I agree with that. I've always said, why would they get rid of players to weaken us and not strengthen? I do believe that's one thing. The only thing is that with Legion United fans online, they pour their insecurities and you know fears on there. Because uh, if it does happen, they go, told you so, told you so. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Because just because we can't see it happening online doesn't mean that they're not you know they're not yeah. doing anything. There's, um, there's also there's also people saying the both, both sides of the of the way you know, but both, both things that there's people saying everyone is saying oh uh, they're, they're doing well they're operating well everyone says they're operating well the same people say no they're not operating well if the wind is changing you know <laughs> that, that's funny <laughs> to say they're not sticking with their opinion they're changing in like the um, like the wind you know <laughs> changing yeah, direction. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Man. Yeah. I just I can't help but look at you and think, wow, what a handsome man. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> you need to take that hat off, Andrea, because uh, I've fallen in love. Right, so I've got 15 it, of... <laughs> yeah, put well... it back on. Put that, put that <laughs> back on. I'm only joking, mate. You put it back on. It's, I like looking at you. Uh, so uh, Jack Harrison, 15 appearances, two goals and three assists. Do we see Jack Harrison coming back, Evie? No. No. If you, That's what his no. mum said. 
through yeah, the well, video. Um, I, yeah, I agree with his mum. He can stay over there. I used to love Jack Harrison, but for me, um, considering it was the 49ers that didn't let the sale to Leicester go through, I'm disappointed that obviously he and his agent negotiated that contract of not only just one loan release, but uh, Phil Hay said today that if we fail to go up, then he is one of the definite ones that can go out on loan again next season if we don't go back up. So he is kind of royally screwing us over. And considering how inconsistent he was, um, we can have better. He doesn't replace anybody in the team right now. So that's um, true. That's he, can, true. He, he can stay out and gone. And hopefully we get promoted and we can sell him because he's probably going to be one of our best assets to sell um, out of the loanees because he's playing, playing in the Premier League. And he will continue to play for Everton for as long as they remain a football club this year. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, we have these sometimes, like I'm, I've been guilty of it myself, where I think Jack Harrison's a quality player, he's a great player. But then you see it through road, like a bit of recency bias where he has a good game and then but and he plays average and then he dips in form again and then it goes up. And it, I, I've even seen Everton fans saying this, you know, like, Online, but anyway, he's, uh, well, he's good only when he on, has Andrew. space in front of him. When he has space in front of him, if he needs to dribble to try to get inside his struggles, he's good only when he has space in front of him. That in that situation is very good. But apart from that, in different situations, he struggles every time. That's a problem for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, mate. I agree, but it's do you know what you're gonna do? You know what I mean? You know, Victor, are you? Anyway, we'll move on to the uh, Preston uh, preview. Um, obviously, I'm going to the game. James, we're going to the game. Kev's coming to the game. Um, and I'm going to have a big dirty burger. Hold there. hands so and, I, and skip yeah, into Ellen Road together. And sing Kumbaya matching on together at the same time. Uh, Eva, are you confident towards Preston? They obviously did us over on Boxing Day, the Boxing Day blunder, as it's like to be called. Yeah, I I think that we will. I never like predicting wins just because of my own insecurities with Leeds letting me down constantly whenever I do predict a win. Um, but I am fairly confident because I think that it's, you know, we have something to prove um, and we need to keep the uh, kind of, the angst going from that game and bring it home for, um, you know, we really do. Alison's right. We owe somebody like we owe somebody a battering and I would love it to be Preston because, you know, they ruined Christmas. So I would like us to batter them. And, you know, for us, instead of holding back, because we seem to get to that three, four mark and then hold back, I would like us to just go and annihilate somebody and really kind of demoralise them is how I would like them to leave. Um, how you whimpering. feel right now about your meatballs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want all of them to feel how it feels to not have meatballs. And um, I would like them to all cry on their way back to Preston. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. go on then, James. Tell us about. I, you're always confident, mate. You're always super positive. Never free, no, mate. Yeah. It's gonna be another free. I, think, no. I saw yeah. a, a comment in actually. 
We're going to um, win 3 0 to, to the end of the season, every single game. 3 0. That's it. Even the FA Cup, win the cup. Give us a. Give us a crown now. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. It was from uh, Mr. Dodo. Here we go. It says, if we beat Preston 3-0, that would be the first time in history a tram won a tram. Uh, I don't know why a tram's playing for us. Obviously, it means it's team. Uh, what, four yeah. times three names in a row. I don't know. Um, I, but I surely no one's done that before. Yeah, yeah. for a tram, yeah. Let's, the first time Preston. Oh, well, there you go. History awaits us, Leeds United. Do not, yes. do not let us down. Um, James, obviously, I, I mean, if I didn't have meatball pizza, I'd be fuming as well. So, do you, is it the same? T- does the same team start fuming? Uh, that beat um, thingy Cardiff. Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, or change them. I mean, no one's back from fitness from from injury, are they? Strike's still injured. Rampadu will probably stay there. Yeah, keep the same team, maybe. Yeah, but Andrea, would you would you tweak anything? No, honestly, this time around, I will keep the same team, and uh, I think we beat them four one. Honestly, I think we'll be eager to get revenge from the scrap at detail. Honestly, I think we will. I think we'll be. Uh, we won't repeat the same mistakes we did. We we made at at detail. So I think we'll will be a, a very different story this time. Honestly. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm very optimistic about this game, honestly, to be fair. I, I, I'm, I'm usually not, but I'm very optimistic this time around. Yeah, good. I mean, I, I, I do have a different vibe. I mean, obviously, the uh, the players, were, obviously, they were full of turkey. You know, I'll let them off this time, but they better not do it Sunday. History awaits. Now that you've said that, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think... Let's get some predictions in right quick, then. Uh, James, we'll start with your prediction, mate. 15-0, what do you think? 3-0, I just told you, mate. Even 3-0. I'm going to go 3-0. Oh, Andrea, the pressure's on you, sir. 4-1. Four, 4-1. Four, four, oh. Yeah, I was I'm looking to ask... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what Kev was saying, that Stuart Downing has been appointed the under-21s... Yep. Yeah, I was uh, I was just about to come on to that, Andrea. Well done. Uh, I just said, um, Stuart Dynan has been appointed the under 23s uh, manager. Oh, what, did, 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 what did I say? I don't know. You just say Stuart Downing. Yeah, yeah Stuart Downing. Yeah, Stuart Downing. Yeah, yeah. It's been appointed the coach of the under 23s. Um, under 21. Is it under 23s like or under 21? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Stop both, picking both, on me. Right, it's not go. nice, I'll, is it, Danny? <laughs> well, you're a bully, so leave me alone. Somebody get her a meatball pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah hopefully, we'll get some additions in. <laughs> hopefully, we'll get some uh, uh, additions in next week. I, I think the same team starts. Uh, we are pressed for time, so I will quickly move on to the last two segments. I know what the other people are thinking. More segments, well, deal with it. You're here till we're finished. Thank you. Like and subscribe. So this, what we're going to now is what we call Top Knob. Uh, and I got a comment earlier for Evie saying they can't wait to see Evie's Top Knob this week. Uh, so what we do is we nominate a person or a thing or whatever you want to nominate and we put it in the, in the middle and we nominate them for Top Knob um, as a collective. So let's get into this week's Top Knob. Top Knob. Best jingles in the game. Land. Uh, 
sorry. And land, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sometimes we finish each other's weird things. Podcasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, we go. So I will come on to, uh, I'll save Eve for last. So James, who's your top knob this week, sir? Well, because last week we all went marshy pants because he's been a dick. I'm going to pick Jed Spence because he massively let me down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those for those who don't really watch regular, but um, James was flying the flag for Jed Spence and he's going to let him down. So hold your head in shame, Jed Spence. Andrea, I was gonna Andrea. say Rasmus Christensen. I was gonna say Rasmus Christensen because uh, the Rossi met, met him and he said, "Do you speak Italian?" No, no, I don't. It's February and you don't speak Italian. Uh, you you don't speak Italian. So he was criticizing, but I'm gonna say he like James to Spence because really, for what he has emerged about his attitude is really enough. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. What about you, Evie? Then give us the bombshell. Who is your top knob this week it's really like just a normal one it was the referee for booking Gruev for a perfectly good tackle he let me down because I didn't Mm. think that the ref had had a bad game but he just had to make sure that we all knew he was a championship ref by making a terrible decision so he is my knob of the week for just being a championship ref and proving it by making a terrible decision just been a just been a shit ref, is that what you're saying? Basically, yeah. Good ref to everyone else because everyone does it to leads shit bags. Yeah, yeah. It's a conspiracy, I'm telling you. It's a government conspiracy. Uh, I'll have to go with James with Jed Spence because I was looking for really looking forward to him um just playing, really. I mean, he did well at left back <laughs> bar. I would have loved him at right back. Uh, but <laughs> apparently he's um he's you know, he's had problems with time management. Especially at Spurs as well, it came out there. Apparently, I can't. Um, I don't want to, you know, throw shit at him, but I'm gonna. Apparently, one of the appointments, not the, the, one of the like team things, was going to a hospital or something. But that's just, you know, a pinch of salt. But mm. I'll, uh, I'll just leave it there. I won't, I won't bash the lad. Uh, so, just mention about this week. And he probably well, took he? a meatball pizza. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, just mention about this week's top knob. Top um, Yeah, so uh, what we... Oh, thank you. There we go. Some nice numbers in here. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Thank you very much, Autonobag. Autonobag podcast. Um, good friends of the podcast. Our sister podcast, if you would like to believe that. Uh, so, Andrea, yeah. uh, it's been a while since Wait, you've been but... on. Um, what you, what you probably don't know that all the sponsor money that we get given because secret millionaires we don't like to tell everyone but keep it quiet um i've built a, a super computer and it and it generates com- uh, questions and stuff like that so yeah, i call oh, it the okay. now 3000 um so are you ready to face the questions from nalp 3000 uh i don't think i am but i will so let's jump <laughs> you ain't got a it. choice <laughs> you just suck it up sunshine <laughs> here we yeah. go beep boop beep <laughs> Calculating. Question found. Who would you pick? Reach Chubka or Vald to save your life saving penalties. Off the chain is that supercomputer. I scare myself sometimes. I scare myself. Um, so you've got Rechubka or Felix Vald, old lettuce wrists. Um, and there's a penalty shootout and you're going to die. And you have to pick one of them. 
to save your life. Mm-hmm. Two of the worst goalkeepers I've possibly seen in my life. Yeah. And I've seen a guy with one arm going net. Uh, uh, Andrea, who are you picking? I pick Middevold. I think he's, he was better than Ratsuka and take the um, a, a scenario, you know, that if you're playing uh, during the day with the song, he has his hat on and Ratsuka uh. doesn't. So the, the probability to save that penalty are uh, higher with Middevold in goal than Ratsuka, you know, because he won't see the ball uh. with the sun in his eye. <laughs> Just Andrea to deflow my supercomputer with logic. Come on, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, mate. That's 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 fair. James, I'm purposely coming what? to you so Evie can stew in her own anger. <laughs> well, as long as anyone weren't Darlow to save a penalty. Um yeah, I'd probably go Beadbald as well, yeah. And get one of the crowd to give him a hat again, I guess. But yeah, Beadbald. Fair enough. What about you, Evie? Who would you pick? Um, can I pick neither one of them? Yeah, but you'll die. But, you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's the aim of the game. I, I'll die, I'm thank you. I'm an independent woman. I can save my own damn life. <laughs> well, you go in net then. See what happens. Uh, I'm yeah, only five foot two and a half. It'd just go straight over me. Yeah, but if they fired meatballs at you, you'd catch them, wouldn't you? <laughs> Damn right, I would. <laughs> oh, I need to rename this to uh, meat, Meatball Pizza. Uh, so that uh, I'll I'll say I'll put you down for Evie. Couldn't give a shit about the right, okay. Um, so that concludes this week's podcast. Um, everyone, thank you for joining and putting yourself through this, Andrea. Thank you. Uh, grazie mille. Um, as always, uh, the top uh, appearance, I think. The top appearance. I think Jer's just behind you by one. So, Jer, if you're watching, let's make it interesting. Let's get a, let's get a race going on. First to 10 wins. Uh, Evie, thank you again for coming on. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I hope your husband gets you a meatball pizza. Sharpish. Otherwise, I think he's in the cage. Is he, have you let him out of the cage? He's still in there. Yeah, he was the one who went to go and get the, get the, the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Only when he... <laughs> if I win the, the race with Jerk and I, I win a, a meatball pizza too. Mate, I will hand the delivery as long to as Italy I can have myself. Some. I will okay, I will okay. come to your house, I will make it, I'll I'll go I'll fresco, I'll do it, I'll do that spinny thing. Uh I'll I'll make the meatballs <laughs> myself and I'll do it with just an apron on and clamps on my nips. Sorry, X-rated. James. (laughs) Thank you, James, for being James. I've been Danny. Andrea and Eva have been themselves. Thank you for putting yourselves through the chaos. And (laughs) we will we will see you next week. Thank you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that notification button and we will see you next week. Ciao.